Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker. That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema." Today, I'll be talking about the fourth episode of Marvel Studios' Loki. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is The Nexus Event, written by Eric Martin and directed by Kate Herron. The episode begins with an establishing shot of Asgard. It's from a mountain top behind Asgard, overlooking the Rainbow Bridge. Young Sylvie is playing with a toy dragon and a Valkyrie toy. She appears to be a good kid. The TV appears from behind where we see Ravona Rensselaer as A23 leading the charge. There is no explanation for young Sylvie's crimes or nexus event for which she was arrested. The poor kid is mishandled throughout the TVA proceedings. When young Sylvie is brought before a judge, she bites Rensselaer's arm, steals her tempad and escapes using a time door portal. At present time, Rensselaer is inside the golden elevators on her way to meet the timekeepers. Loki title sequence begins. Mobius checks with Rensselaer what the timekeepers said about their current situation. Rensselaer guilt trips Mobius for making her approve the mission with our Loki. The fact that Sylvie was this close to getting to the the timekeepers is scary as hell for the TVA what's so frightening about being accountable and answering a few legit questions sylvie deserves to know renslayer says do you have any idea how impossible it is to keep the timeline stable i know it's a rhetorical question but my answer is it's not that hard there wasn't any threat to the TVA until sylvie entered the picture which was also your fault because you brought her in for no apparent reason Mobius wants access to Hunter C20 to catch Loki and Sylvie, but Rensselaer says she's dead. Sylvie enchanted and scrambled C20's mind. I agree she enchanted C20's mind, but she didn't scramble it. Scrambled is a lie and C20 didn't die. I am a poet and I didn't even know it. C20 didn't just die. You killed her Rensselaer, didn't you? Rensselaer wants to keep this information between her and Mobius. How are they in danger if both the Loki variants are out there in an apocalypse? Lamentus is on the verge of annihilation. Sylvie and Loki sit dejected on the rocks for the impending doom. Loki apologizes. Sylvie reveals she remembers Asgard and her life back then. Sylvie says, "The universe wants to break free so it manifests chaos, like me being the goddess of mischief. As soon as it created a big enough detour from the sacred timeline, the TVA showed up, erased my reality and took me prisoner. I was only a child. I escaped, stole a tempad and ran for a long, long time, which really sucked. Everywhere and every when I went, it created a nexus event." sent up a smoke flare because i'm not supposed to exist until eventually i figured out where to hide so that's where i grew up the ends of thousand worlds now that's where i'll die sylvie's backstory is heartbreaking she's been through so much she had to grow up when she was only a child and fend for herself At the TVA they have magnified their nexus threshold. Hunter B15 is desperate to find Sylvie and Loki as if she wants some answers. At Lamentus Sylvie knows their end is near. Sylvie asks, 
Do you think what makes Loki a Loki is the fact that we are destined to lose? Loki answers, no, we may lose, sometimes painfully, but we don't die, we survive. I mean, you did. You were just a child when the TVA took you. But you nearly took down the organization that claims to govern the order of time. You did it on your own. You ran rings around them. You're amazing. That's incredibly sweet of Loki. And Tom Hiddleston delivering those lines will make anyone fall in love with him. Sylvie, on the other hand, grabs his arm. Loki notices. I wish they had their first kiss here. It would have been perfect. But I understand why they didn't do that for the sake of the story. This hand-grabbing incident points to a Nexus event on the TVA monitors. Love is the biggest force in the world. May the force be with you. The TVA has never seen a branch like this towing toward the red line. Two time door portals open and we see Loki and Sylvie arrested by the TVA. Sylvie tries to break free from TVA's restraint. Seeing her, even Loki tries to do the same. Loki and Mobius have an argument like they're having a lover's spat. You betrayed me. You betrayed me. Grow up. You grow up. You're not the god of mischief. What am I then? The god of self-sabotaging? The god of backstabbing? Just an asshole and a bad friend. Are you sure he's just a friend, Mobius? Or a little more than that? Loki reveals that the TVA is lying to Mobius. Loki is thrown into a time loop wherein he is in Asgard and he's just cut Lady Sif's hair. Lady Sif arrives. She says, you, conniving, craven, pathetic worm, you did this. Sif slaps him. Sif says, I hope you know you deserve to be alone and you always will be. Loki says, a bad memory prison. How quaint. Sif kicks Loki in the nards and punches him in the face. It happens a couple of times again. Loki says, time loops? Lovely. Loki tries to explain and reason with Sif by saying, you are a reconstruction of a past event created by an organization that controls all of time. So you need to trust me and help me escape. Sif pretends to agree and kicks and punches Loki again. Mobius knocks at Renslayer's door with a request. He wants to interrogate both Loki and Sylvie together to find the reason behind the Nexus event. Renslayer dismisses it saying, Sylvie is too dangerous. Mobius is certain that Loki is in the mastermind. And Renslayer's answer to that is, then he should be the easiest to break. Mobius walks down to the time theater where Sylvie is kept and checks with Hunter B-15. Mobius says, We've brought in Kree, Titans and Vampires. Why is it that two orphan demigods are such a pain in the ass? Because they were mistreated by the TVA and Odin. And the fact that they are orphans, that's why Mobius. Hunter B-15 inquires if Loki said anything to Mobius. Mobius reveals that Loki said that the TVA is lying to them. B-15 doesn't react and keeps a straight face. In the time loop cell, when Sif comes around this time, Loki apologizes to Sif and confesses, I crave attention because I'm a narcissist. I suppose it's because I'm scared of being alone. Lady Sif extends her hand to help Loki get up, but Sif doesn't forgive him. Sif says, you're alone and you always will be. Sif leaves and Mobius enters to get Loki back to the time theater to interrogate him. Loki says, fancy technology, threatening interrogation tactics. Seems like you and I are in a loop of our own. Mobius calls Loki's claims of TVA lying as a cockroach's survival mechanism kicking in. Loki says, let me out 
out of this place. Stop beating me and I'll tell you. Mobius says, Cockroach got it. Mobius asks if Loki has been working for the other variant all this while or if they are partners. Loki denies both the allegations. Loki says, she's difficult and irritating and she tries to hit me all the time. Oh yeah, that's how you describe someone you're in love with? Mobius is hurt because he feels Loki betrayed him. Loki says, Welcome to the real world. Down there, we are awful to get what we want. Mobius mocks Loki. Now I gotta have a prince tell me how the real world works? Loki wasn't the conventional prince and you know it, Mobius. Mobius is hellbent on knowing what caused the Nexus event on Lamentis. Loki is not budging just because he knows they would immediately turn around afterwards and prune him. When Mobius says he would miss these little tete-a-tetes, Loki agrees. It sounds like two lovers breaking up. The thought of going back to the time loop cell makes Loki cook up some more lies. Loki admits, of course it was me pulling the strings all along. She came to me on Asgard a long time ago. Then she took me to one of her apocalypses. That's where we hatched our plan together. Mobius asks, which is? Loki replies, coming along very nicely, thank you. Mobius asks, and the variant? Loki replies, doesn't matter, she's a pawn. Something very, very big is going to happen. And when that does, I'll dispose of her. Mobius informs Loki that they've saved him the trouble because they've already pruned her. Loki reacts shocked. Buddy, you've showed your hand, or in this case, your face. Loki now tries to cover up and says, good riddance. But Mobius has seen Loki's reaction. Loki is in pain behind that smile. And Mobius is laughing in his face. Mobius has put two and two together. Mobius says, look at your eyes, you like her. Loki says, what? Mobius says, you like her. Does she like you? Are you upset, Mobius, that Loki likes Sylvie more than you? Loki wants a confirmation whether Sylvie was pruned. Mobius realizes that Loki has no clue what caused the Nexus event on Lamentis. Mobius says, Both of you were just swooning over each other, I guess. Two variants of the same being, especially you, forming this kind of sick, twisted romantic relationship. This is pure chaos. That could break reality. It is breaking my reality right now. What an incredible seismic narcissist. You fell for yourself. Loki says, her name is Sylvie. I know you are hurt, Mobius, but calling it a sick, twisted romantic relationship is taking it too far. Why is it breaking your reality? Did you fall in love with our Loki? Because I did. I mean, who wouldn't? The most wonderful thing about the interaction between the characters Mobius and Loki is that Loki speaks with a British accent. In contrast, Mobius speaks with an American accent, yet it never feels jarring on screen. Not once does it feel that they're not playing characters on the same show. Loki breathes a sigh of relief upon learning that Sylvie is alive. He admits their interests are aligned. He feels the timekeepers need to be overthrown as TVA members have been lied to. Mobius calling Sylvie Loki's girlfriend is fine, but calling Sylvie a female version of Loki and accusing Loki of having a demented crush on her is even low for Mobius. 
Loki reveals everyone at the TVA is a variant. Timekeepers didn't create them. They kidnapped them from the timeline and erased their memories. Memories that Sylvie has access through enchantment. Mobius almost believes Loki, but not entirely. Mobius says, You too, what a pair. Gosh, unbelievable. Wherever you go, it's death, destruction and literal ends of the world. Mobius indicates he'll have to close the case. Mobius and Loki's interests are no longer aligned. Loki says, You know, of all the liars in this place, and there are a great many, you are the biggest. Mobius says, Why? Because I lied about your girlfriend? Stop teasing him already, Mobius. Loki says, no, that I can respect. I mean the lies you tell yourself. Mobius doesn't even know how to react. Hunter B-15 is contemplating outside the time theater where Sylvie is held. Hunter B-15 goes charging in with her prune baton. Once the doors are closed, she puts back the baton and takes out her tempad. Hunter B-15 takes Sylvie along with her through a time door portal. At the Renslayer's office, Renslayer signs the case files. Mobius is a little lost. He signs the case file too. Who is all this paperwork for? Renslayer and Mobius clink their glasses to celebrate the closing of the case. Renslayer asks Mobius, If you could go anywhere, anytime, where would it be? Mobius is still hung up on why Renslayer wouldn't let him interrogate Sylvie. Renslayer reminds Mobius that even Loki escaped under his command. She then tries to deflect the conversation by repeating the same question. If you could go anywhere, anytime, where would it be? Mobius says he's happy at the TVA. But he doesn't appear too happy. The answer is not convincing enough for me, Mobius. Renslayer informs Mobius that the timekeepers personally want to oversee the variant's pruning and want Mobius to be present there. Mobius changes the subject again. He asks Renslayer when did she notice something was wrong with Hunter C-20. Renslayer is now suspicious of Mobius. Renslayer feeds Mobius another lie by saying the truth is she was trying to protect him. Renslayer is trying to restore Mobius's faith in TVA by reiterating what we do here matters. When we are out there fighting for the fate of the sacred timeline, we're also fighting for this, for us, friends against time, allies to the end. You've seen all of existence, same as me, so you know. Friendship like ours is uncommon and worth fighting for, same as the sacred timeline. Not allies, but all lies to the end. Mobius says, it was a good speech, because he knows it's not true, it's all a lie. I knew I was your favorite analyst. Was that so hard to admit? Mobius distracts Renslayer with Sylvie's sword to put up with the other trophies and swaps his tempad with Renslayer's. Mobius excuses himself but Renslayer is still suspicious of him. Hunter B-15 takes Sylvie back to Alabama's Apocalypse of 2050 outside Rockscart. She asks, what did you show me? Sylvie reveals the life she had before TVA took her and wiped her memories. Sylvie admits she can't create memories but can use what's already there. The timekeepers didn't create them, but took their lives from them instead. They are all variants. They are all the same. Hunter B-15 wants Sylvie to show her. B-15 cries in the rain, just like in the movie Blade Runner. 
B15 shares with Sylvie. I looked happy. What now? Mobius goes to the library and checks what's on Renslayer's temp pad. He opens a file dated March 15, 2050. C20 reveals what she saw was a memory. She had a whole life on the sacred timeline. She's a variant and so is everyone working at the TVA. Mobius doesn't know how to process this. Inside the time loop cell, Loki is suffering for his mischievous acts toward Lady Sif. Mobius comes in and asks Loki if he cares about Sylvie. Loki's answers are like sarcastic daggers hurled at Mobius. Mobius asks him to shut up and Loki complies. Mobius inquires if Loki really believes he deserves to be alone. Loki is not sure. Mobius wants Loki to figure it out quickly because it was their connection that caused the Nexus event and that can bring this whole place down. Mobius checks if Loki truly believes Sylvie and what happened with C20's memories. Loki does believe her. Mobius is still on the fence. Loki convinces Mobius by telling him to trust their friendship. Mobius admits Loki was right about the TVA. Loki was right from the beginning. And if he wants to save Sylvie, he'll need to trust Mobius. Loki agrees to put his faith in Mobius. Mobius says, You could be whoever, whatever you want to be. Even someone good. I mean, just in case anyone told you different. Loki smiles. If I were at Loki's place, I would have hugged Mobius. Loki follows Mobius out of the time loop cell. Renslayer is waiting for Mobius at the time theater. She's aware that Mobius stole her tempad. Mobius pretends like it was an honest mistake. He asks, what's going on? What's the problem? When Mobius realizes his jig is up, he reveals he would go wherever it is he's really from, wherever he had a life before the TVA came along. Maybe he had a jet ski. That's where he would be, riding his jet ski. Renslayer orders to prune Mobius. The Minutemen prune him. It's painful to watch, not just for me as an audience, but also Loki and Renslayer. Renslayer looks away. She can't watch. We don't know where people go once they are pruned. Do they die or just transfer to another realm? Loki is ordered to be taken to the Golden Elevators. When Renslayer gets to Sylvie, Sylvie is seated with her feet up and completely drenched. Renslayer inquires who was in there with Sylvie and learns it was Hunter B-15. Renslayer issues an alert for Hunter B-15 because Hunter B-15 is compromised by Sylvie. Sylvie too is taken to the Golden Elevators and joins Loki. Loki and Sylvie check on each other's well-being. Renslayer escorts Loki and Sylvie inside the Golden Elevators all by herself. Sylvie inquires if Renslayer remembers her. Renslayer does. Sylvie asks, what was my Nexus event? Why did you bring me in? Renslayer says, what does it matter? Sylvie says, it was enough to take my life from me. Lead to all this must have been important. So what was it? Renslayer smirks, I don't remember. What an absolute B-I-T-C-H. She doesn't remember because there wasn't any. She wasn't even reprimanded for letting a variant escape under her watch. A kid at that. Sylvie is devastated. The elevator's door open. They enter a place filled with mist. The timekeepers are seated in a triangle formation with a red glowing rune-like symbol behind them. Before killing anyone, people usually ask about their last wish. And here, the timekeepers ask the Loki variants what do they have to say before they meet their end. Loki asks, is that the only reason you've brought us here? To kill us? 
I've lost the track of the number of times I've been killed. So go ahead, do your worst. Sylvie accuses them of being scared. The timekeepers address her as a cosmic disappointment. Tread lightly, timekeepers. Tread very lightly. Hunter B-15 arrives and frees Loki and Sylvie of their arrest collar and tosses Sylvie's sword to her. The Minutemen knock down Hunter B-15. Loki and Sylvie fight for their lives. Renslayer wants the timekeepers to be protected. When Loki needs help, Sylvie tosses her sword to him and uses the TVA batons to fight the TVA Minutemen. Sylvie and Renslayer have a duel. When Sylvie tries to kick Renslayer, Renslayer grabs Sylvie's leg and pins her down. Sylvie gathers all her strength, pins Renslayer down and knocks her out with a punch. Loki hands over the sword to Sylvie to kill the timekeepers. Timekeepers' last-ditch attempt is when they say, You are the child of the timekeepers too, Sylvie. We can talk. Sylvie flings her sword at the center-seated timekeeper and beheads it. The decapitated head rolls down the stairs, passing Sylvie's feet to Loki's, while the other two timekeepers laugh. Sylvie is about to kill the other timekeepers, but Loki stops her. The other two timekeepers shut down on their own. Loki has noticed that the timekeepers are just droids. Sylvie picks up the decapitated head and realizes they are just fake, mindless androids. Sylvie and Loki are confused more than ever about who created the TVA. Sylvie is disheartened and disappointed, so Loki tries to comfort her. Sylvie is in no mood for any pep talk. Loki assures her they'll figure it out, but doesn't exactly know how. Loki wants to profess his love for Sylvie, but he can't find the right words. Just then, Renslayer prunes Loki from behind. It is reminiscent of the scene where Loki stabs Phil Coulson from behind in the Avengers movie. Sylvie is furious. She grabs the prune baton out of Renslayer's hand and aims it at her. Renslayer says, do it. How is she not scared? Maybe Renslayer knows that Sylvie needs information, so she won't actually prune her. Sylvie says, no, you're gonna tell me everything. The song, if you love me, really love me, by Brenda Lee plays over the end credit sequence, describing Loki and Sylvie's love for each other. Mid-credit scene. Loki wakes up in a dump of a place. He asks if it's Norse mythology's hell with one L. And if he's dead, our Loki meets four more Loki variants. Classic Loki, played by Richard E. Grant. Boastful Loki, played by Deobia Opere. Kid Loki, played by Jack Wheel. And Alligator Loki, or as I like to call it, Loki Gator. Classic Loki responds to our Loki's question of whether he's dead. Not yet, but you will be unless you come with us. It is reminiscent of the Terminator movie where Kyle Reese says, Come with me if you want to live. This is my favorite episode of the Loki series. It has some beautiful writing. The banter between Loki and Mobius, Loki's sacrifice for Sylvie. It was a perfect roller coaster ride. I don't know if they could have a bigger high point in this story. I don't know if they'll be able to do better than this. But there's no better place to discover the details of your favorite TV shows. You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching The Awesome Pod Mix page on Patreon and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.